Welcome to Political Coffee, your one-hour thought-provoking news and commentary as you begin your day. And now, here's your host, Jeff Croft. And good morning, everybody. This show is called Political Coffee, so grab that cup of coffee and let's talk some politics. Yeah, I know. I'm using that syntax from, um, you know, which animated movie was that Madagascar that's the one (laughs) I'm in a good mood this morning great to have you with us at the beginning of a new week we've got lots of political conversations uh, this week with um, candidates today at 630 we'll have Bridget Barton Republican conservative running in for the Republican nomination amongst 19 Republicans on the ballot She'll be joining us at 631. You'll be sure to want to uh, tune in and listen to her. And then we'll have other folks um, for various other offices throughout the week as we uh, as we go along. This is a pivotal week. Many of you may have gotten your ballots in the in the mail. I did. So you're. You're probably be some of you are no doubt being asked by your family members or just people in your world, you know, kind of who to vote for. Especially when you have so many Republicans on the ballot. Now, Democrats have almost as many Democrats on the ballot. Not quite, but there's a lot of them. If you look in your voter's pamphlet or just look on your ballot, you can you can see what that is. But what about some of the other offices? Well, I mean, clearly, the in the, the Supreme Court, there are no... Uh, Real, there is no real competition there for any of the offices on the Supreme Court Appeals Court. Of course, we have Vance Judge, Vance Day, rather, running to unseat uh, Darlene Ortega, who's been there for 19 years, who, by the way, is not Hispanic. <laughs> She's white, but oh well. Um, all of that is on the tap for today. Now, Speaking of the governor's race, Antifa attacked Stan Pulliam and his campaign for daring to hold a Portland rally. Of course, we knew that was going to happen. They threw flashbangs, eggs, feces, and paint. I know what that's like, because they did the same thing to a group of us uh, Christians who showed up. So it was, uh, now look, Stan knew this was going to happen, and he did it for that reason. I'm sure. I mean, he hasn't said that, but that's normal. So does it matter? Well, of course it matters because it just shows you that Portland is still in control of the left. Even though Portland voters are angry, according to this Willamette Week uh, article, And it's a bad sign for incumbents this month because who's going to be most likely to vote in Portland? Retirees on fixed incomes. And they're also the people most alarmed by, quote unquote, the state's economy. I think it's bigger than that. I think it's stuff like what happened to Stan Polio. Over 100 consecutive nights of 
riots and violent demonstrations. Remember when that happened? By the way, there is a um, parents' rights and education and other people. The libs of TikTok. Citizen Free Press has this story. It's also parents' rights and education. Kate Brown has lost her blank mind. See, the governor of Oregon signed into law the Menstrual Dignity Act, which requires all schools, elementary, middle, and high school, starting next year to place menstrual period products in the bathrooms of all boys and girls. Boys with instructions how to use it. Portland Public Schools has sent out a circular. You can read that. Yes, Portland politicians have lost their mind. This, as we talked about it uh, last week, there's a new polls. It's an Oregonian story that shows that Kate Brown is still the nation's most unlike governor, least popular governor. 54% of Oregonians disapproved of her job performance, why only 41% approved of her performance. In contrast, Governor Gavin Newsom of California received a 57% approval rating. By the way, is there any wonder why people are leaving California in droves? Those people haven't apparently woke up yet. At any rate, and 52% approved of Jay Inslee, his job performance. So Kate Brown had 41%, Gavin Newsom, California had 57%, and Jay Inslee in Washington had 52%. Now again, and as we talked about, the 11 most popular governors in the country are all Republicans. And, of course, the three most popular governors, and you would expect this, by the way, okay? The most popular governors are all rhinos. Charlie Baker of Massachusetts, 74% approval rating. Phil Scott of Vermont with a 72% approval rating. And Larry Hogan of Maryland with a 71% approval rating. Now, November of last year, found Kate Brown to be the least popular governor. She had 43% approval rating. Since then, it's gone down two points. So what does all this mean? What does all this mean um, for Republican candidates, Democrat candidates? And how about this story, Willamette Leak, about how the left, as we predicted, is attacking Betsy Johnson? What do you think? 503-589-1220 is that Power Buick GMC talk. And there's other things to talk about. The Biden economy, by the way. Um, 70, Gallup poll says 76% of Americans say the economy is getting worse. All right, fine. But are Republicans capable of drawing, uh, connecting the dots for those people like those folks in Portland? To think it's okay for Antifa to attack Stan Pullian and Christians like us. But they haven't figured out. Because apparently they're still going to keep voting for liberals. Let's go to the phones. 503-589-1220 is that power. Buick GMC talk line. We'll start with Freddie. Freddie, good morning. 
Good morning, Jeff. I got a, a few comments. One is, I think it's a good idea to put those um, menstrual pads in the girl's bathroom. That way, any boy that's in there, he can cover his bloody nose after somebody punches that guy for being in the wrong bathroom. <laughs> so, but but why would they put the menstrual products in the boys' bathroom? Because that would imply, Freddie, that a girl would want to go into the boys' bathroom, right? Unless that girl is thinking she's a boy. Yeah, well, you know, there's no common sense with all those directives anyway, so I, I can't really respond to that. That doesn't make any sense, and it's absolutely wrong. Um, those kind it is of, wrong. Those kind of things need to be taken care of by the parents, not by the school. So let me ask you this. Do, do you think as the word gets out about that, that, that frankly, that it moves, this is just another thing that starts moving parents more and more to vote for Republicans or conservatives? It, it would for me if I had kids in school now. Absolutely. <laughs> Jeff, there's a couple other oh. things I want to talk about. Sure. One is that Tifa. When you guys are having a rally yes. there, how come you don't arm yourself with paint guns? Those guys are all dressed in black. Why don't you just shoot them with paint guns and protect yourself? Well, that's what the Proud Boys do. That's what the Proud Boys do. Yeah. Well, then let's do it. And apparently there weren't any Proud Boys there protecting uh, Stan. If you're going to have a rally, if you're going to have a rally, protect yourself. Don't rely on somebody else. Bring your own people in there and, and make that happen. The other thing I want to talk yep. about, too, is I filled out my, my ballot. I filled that out this weekend, and I help a Democrat friend of mine fill out their ballot, too, because we got on the computer and went through everything. So it was very informative for both of us, actually. And uh, once he read the platform, uh, Republican platform, the Democrat platform, she says, I screwed up. I says, why? And she says, I should have changed my registration to the Republican. I said, well, you have to make that happen. So it was a pretty good analysis to sit down with somebody who's always been a Democrat and go through the whole thing with them and help educate them. You're right. You're absolutely right. Thank you, Freddie. I appreciate it. Good point. And I I think, I mean, this is... (laughs) This is one of the ways that you can and, and help others figure out that this is an opportunity to change their political thinking. Do exactly as Freddie said. Have them read the, the platform. Read the platforms of the Republican Party versus the Democrat Party. And right now. Well, the light bulb will go on. That's my prediction to you, 503-589-1220. By the way, thanks uh, to, there's a story in the Albany Democrat Herald about my old friend, Paul Aziz, who is the mayor of Lebanon. He has refused to sign a proclamation that would declare June LGBTQ Pride Month because it will divide his community. And it is a conservative town. And he's right. Of course, then um, 
they have to find a 15-year-old person who disagreed. Yeah. A sophomore at Lebanon High School. There you go. All right. Uh, let's go to Art. Art, good morning. Hey, Jeff. Good morning. I hope you had a good weekend. Hope the farming's going good. All this rain. Boy, hard to get any work done, isn't it? Uh, um, anyways, two things I wanted to say because they're very important right now. Uh, and that is the forgiveness of the debt for all these loan students. Uh, of course, it's unconstitutional and Biden's trying to do it, get around it. Uh, and we got to make sure that that doesn't happen. But also, this new misinformation, Jeff, is going to be problematic to us because the Democrats are going to utilize it to harass us Republicans from getting the true information out. And I'm really concerned because I know Kate Brown and you know Kate Brown that they're going to start attacking all of us for speaking the truth. And it's going to be really dangerous. You're right. And it's also unconstitutional as you stated. Excellent point. In fact, that's the subject of an email from the state employee. Caller, we have another caller. Hang on through the break. I'll get to you as soon as we get back. It's 620. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. 22 minutes past the top of the hour again at the bottom of the hour. Richard Barton, Republican candidate for governor, will join us. Let's go to the phones as promised. Caller, good morning. Who are you and what do you have to say on today's topics? Good morning. This is Barney. Um, I Hi, do want to comment on something that Freddie said. Okay. Um, I understand we've all been baited really bad. So, you know, we're mad and we'd like for somebody to punch somebody else in the face, but the Proud Boys aren't necessarily the answer. We've got to rely on our laws that have always been there to protect us, and they should be now. There's no reason why we shouldn't apply to them. A criminal needs to be arrested tried, convicted, and sentenced. And what the Antifa crew is doing is criminal. So let's get the law, you know, let them know that we're behind them, make sure that they're supported, and put them out there where they belong when something like this happens. Right? Well, I mean, in theory, you're, you're absolutely correct. The problem is, at least in Portland, it's not the way in Salem, at least yeah. in Marion County, we have a DA that will actually prosecute these people. In Multnomah County, which covers Portland, that DA will not. 
and the Portland police have been told to stand down, I am told through back channels, Yeah. from well, the mayor and the city council. So they, they knew, believe me, the Portland police have a very good intelligence unit, Bonnie, and mm-hmm. they know that Antifa plans to attack these rallies ahead of time. Because they usually tell the rally people, we're not going to defend you. And that's exactly what happened to us. Frankly, had I known that, I did not know that when I was in tech, uh, attacked by Antifa. Had I known, I wouldn't have shown up. Or well, I would have insisted that they... I mean, we're expecting whatever happens in Portland to happen here in Salem eventually. It leaks down here. That's why we talk about what happens in Portland, because it does affect That's exactly us. right. So now, I'm just saying, um, I'm, I'm a person that's very out there. I'm aggressive. I don't let anybody, you know, get the better of me. But my mother always told me, cooler heads will prevail. And she was generally right. Um, when I did something aggressive, it came back on me. So I'm just saying, you know, the thing that we have in common with Democrats is that there are some of us that need to be, you know, applying to our logic instead of our emotion. That's all. So, uh, thank one, you, Bonnie. A little shout I... out to my buddy Joyce. Okay. Okay. <laughs> all right. Thank <laughs> all right, you. Buddy, thank you. I appreciate Bye. you. Listen, I got an email from a state employee who shall not be named, and it has to do with uh, what Art brought up about this DHS governance board. Here's what this person writes. Obama stated on April 21st that social media censors don't go far enough, so the government needs to step in to do the job. Six days later, Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas announced that the DHS had created a disinformation governance board, the Ministry of Truth, of course, from George Orwell's 1984, which, by the uh, by the way, I think is rarely taught in public schools anymore in terms of any um, any understanding of what it is. So the Ministry of Truth doesn't mean a whole lot to the young skulls of mush. Anyway, the goal is to turn to bring the resources of DHS together to address this threat, adding the department's focused on the spread of disinformation in minority communities ahead of the 2022 elections. It's all about race. So he goes on and on and on here. This is what this state employee writes. Is this the proverbial camel with its nose under the tent? Is the real and ultimate goal of the disinformation governance board to silence all opposing viewpoints that contradict Marxism? Not only found in radio or online forums, but in talk radio and conservative cable news. Can you see the camel's nose? Yes, I can. And it must be challenged and it must be soundly defeated in the court of public opinion, not to mention the U.S. Supreme Court so badly that it never rears its ugly head again. The problem is it will. Let's go to Bill. Bill, good morning. Yeah, uh, sorry to go off topic, but I got a question. Do you know if 2,000 Mules is going to be playing in Salem? I don't know if it's going to be playing in Salem. I've actually was asked that question over the weekend at church. A number of people who are politically astute in church were asking me kind of, where where is it going to be playing? I think you can see it online. Okay, that I knew, but the movie theater is what I was looking for, but... Yeah, it's a great question, Bill. 
Um, and I will try to find that answer for you um, here in in just a little bit. So uh, so stand okay. by. It, it, okay, it is excellent. an important um, work, folks. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Uh, let's see here. Da 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 Mules, movie, Salem, Oregon. Um, okay, so it comes up on my DuckDuckGo because I don't Google anything. I use DuckDuckGo. Um, but, um, so far, it's only coming up on Salem now that you can order it online and watch it. Uh, theater showings. Here we go. Here we go. Um, so, well, let's go here. Let's let's find the state. Let's find the state. Sorry to be doing this live online, but I want to answer the question because I think it's a good good one. And we'll hit go. Medford and Portland are the only two that I see so far. Century Clackamas Town Center in Portland. And then down in Medford at Cinemark. So we'll see. Maybe if it uh, should become available, that's a great reason for you to contact the theater chain and say, I want to see this movie. Enough people did that, they would. Back in a moment with Bridget Barton, Republican running governor. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. 24 minutes before the top of the hour. This is Political Coffee, the show where we talk about the political issues of the day. Over a cup of coffee, hoping that you gain something worthwhile out of it. So that you can persuade a persuadable person in your world. Freedom Heating and Air, by the way, you got to get this in, is a great company that has been in business in the Mid-Valley area for almost 50 years. And they've done it because they give you outstanding service. When you call them, they show up right away. If something's not working in your house, if you're not comfortable, either cold or you're too warm, call them. They'll get out there and fix it for you right away. 503-580-1456-580. 1456. Anna says about 2,000 mules. There will be a local showing. But the details haven't been worked out yet. We'll keep you posted. It'll be through Oregon People's Vote, a grassroots group for voter integrity. So there you go. Speaking of Bridget Barton, she joins us right now. She's Republican running for uh, the governorship. Bridget, good morning to you. Good morning to you and to all your listeners. I've got my coffee. I'm ready to persuade people <laughs> <There you go. laughs> to vote for me in the primary. Yeah. <laughs> How's it going? By the way, uh, it's fantastic because I'm a farmer that's happy to be having some rain here. <laughs> it's all a good yeah. thing. Yeah. Bridget Barton for Oregon.com is her website. It's Bridget, B-R-I-D-G-E-T, Barton, B-A-R-T-O-N, Bridget Barton 
for governor.com. No, for Oregon. For Oregon. Bridget Barton for Oregon, yeah. not governor. Yeah. Bridget Barton for Oregon. You would think I would know that. I'm looking at it on the screen for some reason. Uh, one of our listeners um, asked, uh, sent me an email, and, and so I, I wanted to address this first. You've been endorsed by okay. Lars Larson. Okay, and Oregon yeah. Right to Life. It's right up on your website, BridgetBartonForOregon.com. Yeah. So one of our, our regular listeners said um, that she heard that, that Oregon Firearms Federation had endorsed you. Kevin Starrett no, no, said no, no that no. he had endorsed Mark Thielman. No, no, I know. I've never said that they've endorsed me. They sent out a letter saying that there were some candidates they support. And I have always used that terminology. I've never said they endorsed me. I, I am endorsed by the NRA, and um, and they support they endorse Mark. They support a I think they support a whole a, a range of other candidates that they know are very much two uh, A supporters. Yeah, very good. That's that's yeah. uh, certainly good to know. In a Republican primary, strong, I mean, that's and, a, and I am that. a strong two A supporter. Absolutely, hundred percent. That's why. So I, I gotta and ask both. you the I gotta ask you the question, uh, and and. Just and I know you'll be honest with me because in the years I've known you, you've always been honest on everything. Do you own a Thank gun? Thank you. Uh, well, yeah. Well, let, uh, let's see. I've, technically, my husband holds the permit, so <laughs> we have we have two. We don't have one. We have two, um, and he has the permits on both. So I, I, you know, in the spirit of true honesty, they would technically belong to him. They're in our home. Yeah, so very, we, we very, very good. Yeah, we went out and took the training together. And the reason we have two is because we took, you know, we bought, he bought a handgun first for us, uh, for our house and uh, for our home. And we took the training and practice. And and I'm not saying I'm bad, but he thought maybe I would not be able to hit the broadside of a barn if we actually had (laughs) someone come in the home with a handgun. So he thought that a a shotgun would be a better idea for us. There there you go. Scatter guns. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) Speaking of that, defending yourself. (laughs) That's the truth. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. There you go. There you go. Um, all right. So Antifa attacks Stan Pulliam. Um, you, you knew that was going to happen. Is this like a campaign stunt on Stan's uh, part? Or do you think that this is another example of where a governor needs to stand up and say enough is enough? That looked a lot like a campaign stunt to me in the last two weeks of the election cycle. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I, it really did. I mean, sure. You've got to, we are anybody in the Republican primary had better be willing to stand up strong to Antifa. If there is actual rioting happening downtown, if there's a true confrontation, I mean, that was a confrontation. I just thought it looked uh, like it was planned and programmed. And it looked like, a, I, I found that very, very, uh, bad because the last thing the governor needs to do is go down and provoke a confrontation directly between themselves and Antifa. And that's what that looked like to me. I would be, I'd be hard pressed to say that that was an, uh, you know, just a spontaneous occurrence. Didn't look like it. Well, I've been a, a, a victim of an Antifa attack against pastors down on the Portland uh-huh. waterfront, and uh, right. you know they maced. Yeah, and 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 I got to tell you that uh, the, the organizers were warned ahead of time that mm-hmm. by Portland police that they would not protect them. Yeah. And 
one of our earlier callers called in, uh, Freddie, who's a combat veteran from special operator from Vietnam. And, and he said, you uh-huh. know, don't even worry about the Proud Boys. If you're going to hold an event, down, political event, you're conservative downtown Portland, you can expect an attack from Antifa and you need to yes. have security there to defend yourselves. Now, you were at Dorchester with yes. me because we interviewed you and Dorchester yes. Yes. had private security. Now, at yes. some point, this has got to stop. How do we stop it? How would you stop oh, it as governor? Oh, absolutely. It, uh, pr- private security. Well, first of all, whoever is elected governor obviously isn't going to need private security unless they aren't provided adequate public safety security. And that could be. That could easily happen because there's only a, a detachment given to the governor to protect them to, from right. the state troopers. It's not right. going to be probably enough. So some private security may be required. I'm already looking at the private security that will be necessary in the general elections. Obviously, we are living in a very, very volatile, violent environment here up in the metro area. And I don't doubt at all that that what happened with Stan was real in terms of the actual confrontation. And, yeah, I remember what happened to you guys. It was that last summer, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. And that was yeah. terrible. And the idea that law enforcement won't get involved, well, that's coming. That the, Those directives are coming from government. So from the top level as governor, my directives would be you will enforce the law down to the city police level. And if you don't, then the next I will send in the next level of protection. So, in other words, if the Portland police, led by their mayor, won't respond, then I will send state troopers. And if that's not enough, I will send National Guard. If that's not enough, I would have asked for federal uh, help to come in. Because to defend, for example, the Justice Center when they're going, whatever is necessary is the answer to keep law and order in our communities. Whatever is necessary, we have to reinstate law and order and the expectation of law and order. So, you know, it's not it's that's why no one wants to go to downtown Portland anymore, not necessarily because they think they're going to be attacked every time. But the expectation is that if they are, there will be no help. I go, you know, I I go I get called to go down to Portland and for this or that and the other thing. And. I never. I don't want to go. It's the expectation that if my car was stolen, the police won't come. If it's broken into, the police won't come. If someone attacks me on the street and I'm not laying in a pool of blood, no one's going to come. That expectation has to change. And you only do that by every single time making sure that whatever is necessary from law enforcement is done. And again, I may be not able to tell Ted Wheeler what he's going to do with his Portland police, but I can tell him that if he doesn't, I will, and I will. There you go. You just recently, by the way, we're talking with Bridget Barton, Republican running for governor. You can see her website at BridgetBartonForOregon.com. It's all one word, BridgetBartonForOregon.com. So you recently released uh, your new television ad, and what does the ad talk about? The ad tells the voters that if they want an outsider, if they want somebody who can do hard things, that will do hard things immediately, they need to choose me because I'm running to put a hard stop to our 40-year decline and to give the people their power back. 
the, the public, this is the election. The public has a chance. The voters finally in the Republican Party have, they've got 18 people. And if they choose me, they have a chance to elect someone who's actually going to take care of the problems that have been plaguing them for the last a good 10, 20 years at least. Instead of getting all involved in, in partisan bickering and the budget problems in the legislature, getting kind of sucked into Salem. I'm going to stay laser focused on the problems and give the people their power back. We we have, in, especially during COVID, we got to see it. The, the snowball rolling downhill picked up momentum pretty fast. And all of a sudden, our freedoms were just gone and where our power is gone. I will bring it back. Stay focused on the problems. I tell them I'm going to suspend the gas tax until it falls below $3 a gallon. I'm going to ban CRT in the schools and I will back the blue every time and stay focused on that. That's the real key to this. If we elect someone who is a politician, someone that wants a political career, trying to build their resume so they can go on to the next thing, that is not me. I have nothing to lose, never held political office, not interested in a long-term political career. I've been, I have 30 years of experience and I am sick and tired, like everyone else is, of watching politicians not take care of the real problems. I'm coming in there to take care of the real problems, our school. Bridget Barton for Oregon.com is the website. Bridget, thank you so much. There's some music that means we have to go. Oh, we're out of Good time. luck okay. out there, my dear. <laughs> thank you very much. Good talking with you, Jeff. Okay. Bridget Barton for Oregon.com. Check out her website. Back in a moment, 648. Call Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. It is 10 minutes till the top of the hour. We'll get back to the phones in a moment. 503-589-1220 is that Power Buick GMC talk line. 503-589-1220. Emails to jeff at 1220.am or jeff at kslm.news. I will do my best to read them in on the air like the one I got from Rich. Ministry of Truth. Hi, Jeff. Question. How can anyone be part of the Democrat Party now? The constant allegiance of the Democrat Party with the communist. Now with the Ministry of Truth as part of the Democrat Party. I can't believe anyone would still be a part of that party unless you are for the communist agenda. Well, you're right. And the reason that people are okay with the ministry of truth is because they've been brainwashed by the communist agenda. That's why. Which is why governorships and public education and school boards matter more than anything folks truly um pfeiffer roofing can keep you dry i don't know if you noticed it but it was kind of rainy last night and in fact um we got a couple of days a decent 
weather coming tomorrow. Some more rain expected later today. And then the rain comes back. So if your home is getting damp with mold and is literally being destroyed by water leaking through the roof, or maybe your office, your building, your commercial building, you've got to get fixed. That's what Pfeiffer Roofing does really well. So they're a second-generation family-owned company, been here in the Mid-Valley area since 1978. Give them a call. They'll come out and give you a free estimate. 503-647-4725. 647-4725, a free estimate to fix whatever might be wrong or maybe what will go wrong in the future. 647-4725. Check out their great website, pfeifferroofing.com. That's P-F-E-I-F-E-R, roofing.com. Let's start with Rebecca, then we'll move to Tim. Rebecca, good morning. Good morning. <clears throat> um, I was I heard Mark Levin give a history of the Democrat Party and free, uh, restriction of speech that he centered around Woodrow Wilson and FDR and committees that they formed to restrict speech. And it made me remember that um, Dinesh D'Souza did a really good video about the Democrat Party and its origins and um, that they formed to protect slavery. And and the... uh, the Democrat Party had individually individual masters enforce that slaves couldn't say anything much, but yes, massa. So they've been restricting speech for a long time. It's a great, great point you bring up, and and thank you, Rebecca, for that. I mean, that is so true. This is this is bait and switch. This is smoke and mirrors. The bright, shiny object that they all have us focused on over here on one side, right? While they are, on the other hand, they're out talking out of the other side of their mouth. They're doing something else that is truly, truly bad for your liberty. Now, I'm going to go back to a point that Freddie made, and then I'm going to go to Tim here in a moment. Freddie made a great point. With this friend of his, just ask them to read the Democrat versus Republican platform, which means you need to find it and print it off. And we're talking about for Oregon. And hand it to someone who's persuadable in your world. And just ask him to compare the two. That's all you need to do. You don't even say you have to change your voter registration because it's too late to do that. But in the general election, they can vote for whomever they want. And just having them read them and then in this particular time frame that we are in, in America, in Oregon, will have profoundly positive impacts. Let's go to Tim, who's on the line. Tim, good morning. Hey, Tim. Did did we lose Tim? Tim, are you there? Can you hear me all right? Yes, I can hear you now, yes. Okay. National Guard. I was activated for the uh, American Legion held up in Portland, the National, and Tom McCall was the governor then, and 
Remember he sent Vortex? Well, I vaguely uh, remember that. Well, I, I sat in the first court martial held in Oregon. Really? The National, yeah. The and the National Guard is under military law, not civilian. Right. So they can do stuff that uh, the police can't do. In this particular case, that came before the court martial. It involved a person who had a civil conviction and then was uh, put on kind of a probation or whatever. And we voted contrary because we're not bound by what the court said. What I would like to see happen is for someone to take a look at oath of office, the difference between enlisted and an officer, because an officer is bound by two kind of commanders, if you were. Officers one, enlisted as two. And it would be interesting for people to find out what the second one is. And I think it would be fun to find out you've got all these reserve, retired military National Guard. How could they get involved? You know, that's a great point because it, it gets back to having a strong governor, because if a strong governor recognizes that there is a reserve of people, retired people, National Guard Reserve, that are out there and willing to help. And over the years, I got to tell you, Tim, I have heard from them. Uh, many of them would like to help in the effort, war on terror, whatever, when we were in Iraq and Afghanistan, they would offer to come in and just kind of work behind the scenes, not deployed anywhere, but here at home and it's an untapped resource and i will tell you that when it comes to writing the sinking ship of oregon as the polls are showing this could be part of the answer to it i'm going to go back to what bonnie said bonnie said that the rule of law needs to play out here if antifa's running the streets of portland they need to be arrested and charged well if the da's don't want to do that and they want to go back to what bridget barton said tim is that if Ted Wheeler and the DA of Multnomah County is not going to arrest these people and hold them accountable, she's going to put the National Guard in there. Well, that means you got to deploy them, and that means they need backup on the backside, and that's where I think your idea could have profoundly positive impacts. Tim, thank you for bringing it. Friends, a uh, couple of quick things here. I want to remind you. Well, I'm, I'm running out of time. On Thursday is the National Day of Prayer. We are having a rally at noon on the steps of the Capitol or across from the Capitol to pray for this nation. Come and join us. I'll be there to pray for government. Thanks for joining us today, folks. We'll be back tomorrow, and I hope you are joining us then. Dead poor, so many-